Good evening, everyone. We thank the Lord again for another opportunity to share the word of the Lord, allowing the gift of teaching to allow us to better bring out or help others and even ourselves better understand what the word of the Lord has to say. Now, we're going to be ending out the book of Titus. I know it's been a long time, and it seemed like it's been a drawn-out situation, and I'm not here to give any excuses, but that we're here, we're still here, and God is still faithful. He, he's always faithful. And we bless the Lord for this opportunity to still be able to teach and engage and help somebody to better understand what the word of the Lord says. Turn your Bibles over to Titus chapter 3. We're going to be ending it out uh, 12 through 15. And that's the very end of this teaching that we were doing in the book of Titus. I will be reading from the New American Standard. Read whatever version feels most comfortable for you. And this is what it's saying. When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis. For I have decided to send, to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. Our people must also learn to engage in what good deeds to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. And that is Titus 3, verses 12 through 15. So we see here Titus ending out what he started with in the book of Titus. And it appears that Titus is considering two candidates or two people to take over what Titus has begun the work to continue the work. So he has two men or two males, two individuals in in his head or in mind when he considers sending someone to replace Titus. So he says to Titus, when I send Artemis or Tychicus, so this is saying he's, he's not clear yet about which one of these he's going to send, but he's going to send one of them. And I'm going to be referring to the commentary of Swindoll and to help us better understand who exactly was Artemis and who was Tychicus just so we can have a better understanding of who they are. So the name Artemis 
uh, could be the masculine form of the feminine name Artemis, which was the goddess of fertility worshipped in Ephesus, better known as Diana. Or more likely, his name is a contraction of a compound Greek word meaning Artemis, meaning gift of Artemis. Either way, men and women of God, his parents obviously uh, worked with or dealt with pagan goddess, basically suggesting he came to faith in Christ from a typical what Greek upbringing. And then you have here Tychicus. We know more about Tychicus according to the scriptures. Why? Because he's mentioned more uh, in when it's talked about in some of Paul's teachings. And you can find it in, in Acts and in Ephesus, different places that where Paul talks about name, names him. And his name, Tychicus, means fortunate. So we know that he too was from 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 Greek. So basically, these two men men were considered evangelists or carriers of the word of God. So. We know that Tychicus, during Paul's second imprisonment in Rome, as the apostle summoned Timothy to be with him during his last days, he explained that all of his younger colleagues were gone, were gone, including Tychicus, who had sent, who he had sent to Ephesus. So this basically lets us know that Tychicus also played a major role in. Paul's traveling ministry or his ministry. Um, So basically what we can get out of this first verse when we see it, when I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, it lets us know up front that Paul has a plan. What can we take from that? It's always better. If we have a plan, there's nothing wrong with faith. We know that faith without works is dead. But we as human beings, we need a plan. We have to have faith. Let's not get it twisted. Even with a plan, sometimes the Lord has another vision or he has another way. And, the, and our plans just don't play out the way we plan. But for us as humans to have a better understanding or to be better able to deal with matters of this world or matters of the church, we have to initiate or we have to prepare ourselves by having a plan. For example, what do you see yourself in the next three years? What plans 
do you have for yourself? I'm just saying. So look at the word of the Lord. He says, when I send them. So stating that he already has a plan. So when I send one of them, it's going to be either one of them. Because I've watched them. I've worked with them. I know what they're about. I know that they know the word of God. I know that they can step right where you left off or where you're going to leave off. So he said, what I'm going to need you to do, Titus, is to make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis. He said, for I have decided to spend the winter right there. So he said, make every effort. So Paul here directs Titus to meet him in a certain spot, a certain place where he planned to do what? Spend the winter. And this place, the name which it's several cities in the Roman Empire, they shared this, shared this name, which name means city of victory in Greek. Most likely, Paul intended, he intended Nicopolis of Achaia, a Roman colony on the western shore of Greece. Across the Ionian Sea for the southern tip of Italy. This would have been an ideal place to rest and the perfect launching point to his visit to Rome in the spring. Paul wrote of his plans to visit Rome as part of his intended journey to Spain. And if we read Romans 15, 22 through 25, we will see that he arrived. Instead, he arrived in chains. After his release, and you can see that in Acts 28, 16 and 31. After his release, a visit to Crete and other troubled spots, he apparently hoped to resume his mission to the western frontier. Evidently, his plans were interrupted as he was arrested and sent to Rome again, only this time, why? For execution. So what we have here is Paul telling Titus or preparing Titus to move on or to move forward. Just because we start a work doesn't mean it's going to be us to finish that work. Listen to me closely. Just because we start a work doesn't mean it will be us that will finish out that work. But believe it, God's word is going to still go forth whether you and I choose to do it or not. Whether we make other plans, his word is still going to go. It's still going to prosper. It's still going to produce. But he, I want you to understand today that he's making you 
and preparing you for a reason. Maybe you should consider praying and asking God, what is my next step? What exactly is my next move? Some people may have planned for their children to take over a certain work. No. But maybe it was the Lord that has called a total different outcome. And that's okay. But we just got to be willing to move when he say move and go where he says to go. He says, Titus, I'm going to spend my time. I plan on spending my time here at Nicopolis. He says, so I want you to make every single effort to meet me there. You're leaving where you started. And I want you to don't hesitate, don't procrastinate, but to make every single effort. Don't let nothing stop you to meet me at Nicopolis. He said, because this is where, where I have decided. You know, he thought about it. And listen, don't be so quick to make choices or a decision. Mill on the thing. Think about it. Make a plan. Have a plan. And and a part of that plan, the main thing of that plan should be prayer. Diligently seeking God for what is the next move. I just want you to know, I may have been a little quiet lately. But I've been praying for a What's the next move? Look at verse 13, and I want you to read that very carefully. He said, diligently help. Now, some of us don't like that diligently, and we don't like that help. Diligently is to consistently not give up, to keep trying, to diligently help Zenith the lawyer and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. Listen, he basically staying here, okay, I got some ministry, some evangelists, some people that are coming to also help and assist, but they need your support. They need your support. Some people don't, I like they don't believe in supporting the ministers, the teachers, the preachers, the evangelists, the pastors, the apostles, the men and women of God. Whether you be digging or not, if you are carriers of the word of God, we should be, we should support people. We we should want to support those that are carrying the word of the Lord. He said, diligently help. Just don't help one time here. I'm going to give you this and I'm going to send you on your way. No. Continue to help. Because why? Because these people are sent to do a work for the Lord. Not only will you help them, but they the word that they're carrying is going to support you. So it's just the right response to help them. They're coming. So, so you're, you're not caught off guard. It's not like 
um, you got company that's coming over your house and you don't know. Now I'm giving you a plan, my plan. I'm letting you know what's coming, coming to you. I'm, I'm letting you know what's coming down the line. He said, diligently help Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way. They're already on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. They shouldn't be in need of nothing, Titus. Nothing. So Paul encouraged Titus to provide for Zenus and Apollos. Even though Titus was the, was the main one. He was the pastor. He was the teacher. Now, listen, in order to be a great leader, you got to be willing to serve. He said, I want you to provide for both of them. Because these are the people that who, who may have been the main one that carried the letter to Titus on their way to Crete. So Paul describes Zenus as a Greek term name. Uh, which which means lawyer. But scholars debate whether he was an expert in Jewish law or represented clients in Roman courts. Why do they struggle with that? It's because Zenus means Zeus giving. So Swindoll says, I doubt he had been trained among the Pharisees. He was most likely a converted Greek. Listen to me. Don't let people downplay you or try to keep you in a box. Don't let people make you think your history is just so bad that you can't do what the Lord has called you to do. Sometimes we have limited ourselves. We have counted ourselves out, checked ourselves out of us certain place to walk, a certain title that the Lord may have given us, a certain gift. We are counting ourselves out because of what has happened in our past. Listen, when you have been free and saved, those are past sins that are passed away. His blood covered all of the filth and even the filth that we ain't done yet. That's what his blood is there for. Thank you, Jesus. So just like he used, just like Paul was able to use Zenus, just like he was able to use Apollos, Artemis, and Tychicus along in his ministry and work hand in hand with them, he can use you and me too. No matter what their history consists of. This is between you and God. He knows the plans that he has for you and me. And that plan is to prosper us. To be good to us. To not be. He, he don't want to be bring evil to us. He, he wants to be good to us. He wants to give us an expected end. Thank you, Jesus. Apollos could have been none other than the gifted orator of evangelists whom Priscilla and Aquila mentored in Ephesus. 
So this Jewish Christian scholar had been educated in great libraries of Alexandria and cultivated a unique ministry in which he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. And you can find that in Acts 18, verse 28. Swindoll says, I cannot help but to wonder if Paul asked him to visit Crete as a part of his ministry, not only to evangelize Jews, but to add his expert voice to Titus in refuting the Judaizers. So Paul asked Titus to do what? To diligently care for those two evangelists. Take great interest. Be earnest. Be on the move without delay. And those who traveled in ancient days depended on the hospitality of trusted friends. Paul evidently saw an opportunity to teach the value of helping trusted ministry workers. He said, in effect, use this opportunity as a means of teaching the believers on Crete how to engage in what? In good deeds. This is what I want you to do, Titus. Please understand the help that we gather from one another. We're not placed here to be by ourselves, but to be helpers one toward another. He didn't give that gift to you and me to keep it to ourselves. This is why I can I have great respect for Elder. How he diligently goes to he, he didn't waste any time when he went to the new city he moved to. Started teaching in the jails. Started teaching there. And he's doing a phenomenal job. Not only is he teaching in the jails, he's he's also teaching in, in some of the churches. And it would it would be good if those who are in ministry could help support, bring support. Look what the word of the Lord says. He says they shouldn't lack nothing. They shouldn't, nothing should be lacking. They shouldn't be in need of anything. If if there's a need for food, they should have it. If, If they need a place to sleep, Provide the way, Titus. Provide the way to sleep. And it wasn't it, it wasn't uh something new in those times. It, it it was for the church or for the ministry to take care of the men and women of God that travel. So if it was good then it's good now. Take care of the ministry or the elders, the preachers, the pastors. Look at the word of the Lord. Look at what it says. Verse 14. It says, our people must also learn to engage. I'm going to stop right there. 
I love the way he includes himself. He didn't separate himself from the men and women of God. He said he included himself with them, even though he may not physically be right there with them, but he's with them. He's right there for the support. He's constantly teaching and bringing support, sending support, sending letters. See, Paul is ready. It was never just about Paul. It was always about others for Paul. He said, our people must also learn to engage in good deeds, to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. He said, in other words, Titus, they got to see you do it. They must learn that they just can't sit around and do nothing, but engage, be a part of the church. If you go into and Lord has sent you to a ministry and you see that your gifts can be used and operating in that ministry, what are you waiting for? Teach the people. They got to learn. So much need out here. There's so much need. There's need. And it's not church as usual. It's not about what you see. It's it's about what the Spirit is leading. What is He saying? What does the Spirit say? Use this opportunity as a means of teaching the believers on Crete how to engage in good deeds. Take the opportunity. Where you work, it's an opportunity. Where you live, an opportunity. Your community, another opportunity. Your family members, another opportunity. Your children, oh, an opportunity. Your grandchildren, yes, opportunity. Look at verse 15. Paul concluded by saying this, All who are with me greet you. It was never just about Paul. Those who love us in the faith, grace be with you all. You hear that? Paul actually concluded his letter to Titus the same way he began. With an affirmation of faith and grace that bound the two men together as brothers and united all the believers on Crete. The you in his addiction, in his benediction is y'all, it's plural, it's y'all. Are you all, as we say in the South, y'all, because the letter was intended to be read in public. Now, this is this is what Swindoll was saying, y'all, you all, because this letter was intended to be read in public. All the Pauls, brothers and sisters on the island received his personal greeting. How nice is that? How nice is it to to feel connected to a group of people? How nice is it to be involved with a group of people, 
where the leadership is not too stuck on themselves, but they conclude themselves with the people. They, they mingle with the people. He said, grace be unto you all. It was never just about Paul, but it was always about others. What can we say out of today's lesson? What can we say more about the ending of this letter? We can definitely say that this ending causes one to consider self and the gifts, the calls that have been given to them or the weight of responsibility. This chapter causes one to understand the necessary need to pay attention to detail to move and be led by the Spirit with the initiating of having a plan. Knowing that the Lord has called and prepared you, will transition you, will move you from one place to the other, that you will sit long enough and still enough to pray and ask direction for the move. And always understand and know. Always understand and know that it's not just about you, but we are called to others. The church and the world, the family, We all need your support. Be blessed, men and women of God. Have a good night.